Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to episode four of Who You Love in Season 2 with me, Corey Dilliston. And me, Rachel Campbell. This week we're talking about lies your parents told you, helicopter worms and life hacks from your big sister. Who you loving by Corey and Rachel for all of your throwbacks and recommendations. What other lies did my mum used to tell You can think of them in the back of your head while we're recording. Mm, I'll figure it out. What other... <laughs> Welcome to you, loving. What other lies did Corey's mum tell her? Like... <laughs> <laughs> and we're under pressure. What time's your dinner at? Eight. Eight. Okay, okay. So we have an hour. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready? No, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm literally, because I had to like run after work to get the present because I didn't get it at lunch. So didn't know yeah, what I was yeah. getting. And then that delayed me and then my car is being troublesome as usual so just I have to take it slow and steady uh-huh. um so we didn't get home until later but it's fine I'm not worried it's just dinner it'll be casual I'll just fix my face a bit what have you been watching so I have been watching this was actually I was going to use this for our last episode and then remembered oh, yeah. or didn't remember you reminded me <laughs> that we were uh-huh. supposed to be doing and just like that um so I watched a film I was working late one night and this is going to sound like oh what were you doing working late I'm watching a movie but mm-hmm. my <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> it does sound like that my job is like I work in operations that's that's all you're getting from me it's not that secret like I mean surely anyone could google (laughs) if you're that desperate to know I just don't want to mention like obviously my particular role in my particular company because for the shame that I would bring upon them so I work in operations so that means that sometimes um sometimes I'm sitting and I'm obviously typing or writing an email or doing whatever and I obviously could not be watching a movie but sometimes I'm doing things like unpacking boxes or Mm -hmm. um preparing posting mailers and things to go out so then my hands are occupied I can't do anything else and I could easily watch a movie especially when I'm here late so I watched um The Hating Game have you heard or seen about it now not until you mentioned it and then I swear I saw like an ad for it on Kindle or something also yeah possibly because obviously it's it's Amazon so so it's on Amazon Prime. So that's, you know, if, I, if you have Amazon Prime, you definitely have access to it. I think it was actually quite heavily promoted on there. So that's literally how I saw it. I just saw that Lucy Hale was in it. And isn't it Lucy Hale? Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. The girl from Pretty Little Liars. I saw she was in it and I was like, I think because the, the main character is actually called Lucy. I never made the connection. Oh. So that she, yeah. So yeah, she's basically, it's cheesy, girly, typical, like the most typical rom-com ever um I'll read out the little like um not the bio what's the word I'm looking for not bio blurb (laughs) the blurb for it so the blurb is resolving to achieve professional success without compromising her ethics Lucy embarks on a ruthless game of one-upmanship against cold and efficient nemesis Joshua a rivalry that is complicated by her growing attraction to him so like I mean it's you can see where this is going like it <laughs> do you know what I mean so basically I was working late I needed something frothy just to kind of get me through and it did and it's like 
obviously and I mean especially the character the the male counterpart in it is like it's like oh so a man written by a woman then because like men don't behave like that so uh, <laughs> well is um, he like I like romanticized a bit he's like oh he's so cold I, I hate him he's so mean and then he's like like at one, this is a spoiler but I mean guys we know where this is going like so at one point he's like he, he like they end up at his apartment at one point I'm not saying like I mean nothing may have happened to the apartment in fact I don't think anything does happen and she's like oh look at the stupid color of your wall or something like that and he's like yeah you know what color that is exactly the same color as your eyes <laughs> Oh my god! No. <laughs> like as in, like me. if somebody actually did that, you'd be like, "You're so creepy!" Like what? <laughs> like that's giving me the major ick. But obviously, it was supposed to be like romantic, like as in the color of her eyes is all over his apartment because it's this beautiful color he's ever seen. So, like, I mean, it's like cheesy as anything, but it was good. It's like good in a like cheese. It's good. Like Emily in Paris is good. It's good. It's cheesy. You can see where it's going. You know what you're getting yourself in for. It'd be good for like a week girls, like a girly sleepover. It'd be good for uh, like if you literally just want something like reassuring background noise to watch that's it's that's what it's there for it's not like there for you know if you want to be mentally challenged or stimulated so fair but look I really I did enjoy it for what it was it was actually very like it was good for what it was if you're looking for like a frothy rom-com same as like I do want to see that new Jennifer Lopez one marry me oh no 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 I don't think I want to see because I would go and see that just because it's like I know what I'm getting myself in for, but like, as in, sometimes you just like a wee guilty pleasure, nice cheesy one. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So there isn't a whole pile to say about it. It's good. Like as far as as far as wonder what the book's go, like, and like obviously, yeah, I wonder what the book's like exactly. Yeah, um, probably the book, the the book, the book. Um, it's been a long day at work. The book's probably, I would imagine, like a poolside read. I can't mm. imagine it'd be too taxing either. But no, I did enjoy it. It was good. Um, I would recommend it. Like, and it's nice, I think, too, because I feel like if I'm watching a rom com, usually the rom coms that I would watch that I would enjoy would be like from the nineties and nineties. It's nice to see a kind of more modern rom com that's like Fair. follows that same structure, but like they have iPhones and like it's shot in HD. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just nice to have a slightly more modern one. So yeah, no, I did. I enjoyed it. It was good. So yeah, that was my watch. And what were you watching this week? So this week I was watching the itv sheridan smith drama no return very good um, oh that was your looking forward to last week right exactly and we were chatting mm-hmm. about how sheridan smith's all over the tv recently um apparently she was pregnant when she filmed some of these i heard that she's pregnant while filming no return anyway yeah but, she because she does have a small baby and also a lot of the programs we were talking about this last week a lot of the programs she was filming she obviously filmed ages ago and they just haven't been scheduled yet uh, so um i think her baby's like i think he's maybe just over a year old so okay that would make sense right okay so basically it's about a family holiday gone wrong really so Sharon Smith plays the mum. Her son is 16 years old and he gets accused of sexual assault. And this is what unfolds after in the sense that as a British family on holidays in Turkey, the process or the, the legal side of things, you know, the process of 
dealing with lawyers and the authorities over there and how they sort of handle this case and get it how they go through the courts and then as well you've got these like interwoven subplots so like them being abroad him getting arrested them trying to navigate the legal system the process i suppose and dealing with different lawyers dealing with police um and then interwoven them with subplots in like the more banal sense so like like every family what's going on behind closed doors her and her husband have conflict then she's on they're on holidays with her sister and her partner and there's a lot of suspicion building up about what's going on between the two of them in the later episodes then you do find out what's their dynamic or what's going on with their family and meanwhile it shows you as well the boy in prison what he's going through um and yeah I don't want to give too much away that is really in a nutshell they go through the motions have a few different lawyers the case is dragged out it's um takes everything takes longer than they imagine and that's it really I suppose that when I said I was looking forward to I had watched three episodes and then the last episode really just like tied everything up um but grand we watch I feel like not like it like typical ITV drama if that Mm -hmm, makes sense mm -hmm. you know that kind Mm -hmm. of category um, yeah. But she's amazing in it. Like, she's really good. She's like the highly strong mother. I think really Sheridan Smith's a brilliant uh, actress. She I really, really is really good. Love her. Yeah. But yeah, just, I enjoyed it. So, we recommendation good. there. So, just moving on to what we've been reading. Now, you're going to you're gonna be cross at me. <laughs> Why? Because this is a little bit. No, it's fine. It's not. I know you, I was going to say it's a bit of a cop fight, but it's not a cop fight so much as that I think we'll both be able to talk about it. If it's Because I was looking back at now. Good. I do feel like we, I feel like I, sorry, I feel like I have had a bit of a reading slump at the minute. And Funny, I was just saying that today in work. So um, I wonder, I don't know why, I wonder is it just the last wee bit of winter getting through it and everything. And I think the days have started to get brighter and stuff, which is good. Um, So I'm going to try, obviously, well, I'm going to have to because we have another, how many episodes in are we? We're in four. So another six to go this season. So you need to find one so i need to buck up my idea mm-hmm. i need to do you remember when teachers used to tell you to pull up your socks pull up your and you'd be socks. like shut up <laughs> mm-hmm. the worst is we did wear knee highs in school as well so it was like <laughs> literally pull up your socks yeah so i went back over the books i read at the start of the year and the only one really worth talking about that i had left um was ashling in the city did you actually read the most recent i have read okay. that I thought I thought you maybe hadn't so that's okay I'm going to talk about actually the series in general um and then just kind of quickly overview Ashling in the City but not give away anything because I assume you're going to read it so yeah so for anyone who's not familiar the the Ashling series um is a series of books that will be I believe a series of seven I think we're on book number five is that right no book number four going to be a series of seven and we're in book number four I think or at least that's what comes up on the penguin website so unless that's wrong but um because I actually think I did think it was only six it was going to be mm. six rather than seven um or five let's have a wee google before I tell fa- I tell 
I tell facts. I tell fake truths. <laughs> but basically, it was actually originally, and it says seven books in the series, but I wonder, is that like the book and then the UK edition? So basically, it started off as a... Um, as a Facebook page, a Facebook group called, oh my God, what a complete Ashling. And sorry, book five. Yeah, sorry. I did think that, mm. but the Penguin website was wrong, not me. Um, so you can be cross with them, not me. Mm. So we're in, the, we're in the fourth book of five. Um, so we're nearly, nearly done. But um, so the Facebook page was a group of Irish women, mostly or women who had, you know, either, you know, moved from Ireland or knew people who are Irish or whatever, um, and understood the culture of what an Ashling was, okay? So on the UK edition, which is what I have open because I'm on the penguin.co.uk website, they, they have actually got, like, a description of Ashling on the cover. So on the cover it says, oh my God, what a complete Ashling. And then it's got a little asterisk saying that's Ashling, um, and it's got a phonetic, obviously, for people that maybe don't know the name. Small town girl, big heart, no clue. Um, is what it's described as so basically um, if you google about what an Ashling is you'll get plenty of of info and you'll kind of get to know what the main character of this series is like but I'm going to read out the wee blurb just from the first book and then I'll tell you what happens in the fourth without giving anything away from the whole series so um, so I'm really yeah so what I'm doing is um, recommending the series as a whole because it's very very good um and I think anyone who a lot well many Irish women probably are very familiar with it um for those of you who aren't you should get familiar because it is very very good um so the blurb is meet Ashling. she's a small town girl who dreams of the big city she has a heart of gold and an iron belief in the power of control tights she has a steady job and a loyal boyfriend brackets though he hasn't put a ring on it after seven years then one disastrous romantic getaway convinces Ashling to leave him behind and head for the bright lights. But with glamorous new flatmates, a scandal at work and a weird love square, Ashling has no idea what's about to hit her. So, and the reviews after that are literally like comparisons of Bridget Jones are spot on. Sweet, funny, perfect, moving, you know, like it's highly, highly reviewed. Even though like, I think even from reading that blurb, I don't think it does it 100% justice because... It's not just like chiclet. It's quite, you know, I think there's a bit more to it. There's a bit more depth to it or something. Because there's like, there's a bit of satire really to it as well. Because they're kind of not making fun of Ashling because we love Ashling. She's beloved, but equally like there's a bit of satire about Irish culture and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I just think there's, there's a lot of, the characters are very well fleshed out. Like they're quite, you know, they're people that, you know, you kind of like, they're familiar to everyone. So then by the time we get to the fourth book, without giving anything away, our main character, Ashling, Ashling and the City. So she is in New York. So she has moved to New York for a career prospect and she is trying to find her way in the Big Apple. So you'll find in the first, second and third books, you kind of flesh out all the characters. We know who everyone is, all of that. Um, and then by the time we get to this fourth book, um, we're just excited to see Ashling obviously on a new adventure. I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to say too much about the fourth book because I don't want to ruin the series for anyone. But these are great. They're great. Like, I would say they're good holiday reads. But as I said, there's a bit more. They're not like, I like, I would happily, there's not a lot of poolside reads that I wouldn't, that I would reread now if I had the choice. Because obviously you're just kind of reading them to get through your holiday kind of thing. Um, Whereas with the Ashling books, I would read them again happily, like no bother. And I think they actually are making them into, or they're at least making the first book into a movie. So get ahead of it, read the book before obviously the movie comes out. Corey's doing a bit of multitasking and getting ready for her night out. 
<laughs> I'm like, where's she away? Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so just they're, they're very good. Um, I'm sure, Corey, you've read what the first three? I think so. That's what I was going to, I was trying to remember. You just haven't read the fourth. I think um, so. so, yeah, so most, I think, as I said, most Irish women or most women who have an idea of like, the Irish culture whether they've lived here or whatever will have read at least one of them kind of thing but they're they are brilliant they're really good books and um I did enjoy the fourth I would say but I can't say what spoiler is there was the one thing that annoyed me about it and we'll oh. talk about that if Corey ever finishes reading oh, it no. we'll, maybe, we'll maybe revisit it but then that means that'll encourage everybody else to read it um like as in absolutely no shade to the writers the writers are fantastic the characters are brilliant there's just one thing that like irked me and it was the same thing somebody else said the same thing they were like oh is it blah 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 and I was like yes and they were like oh that's so annoying so like it's more just like it's annoying from the perspective of obviously you're rooting for Ashling kind of thing so that's that's why mm. um but we'll chat about it once once you read it and we'll maybe revisit it once you've read it yeah, and once definitely. we've given the listeners time to, to read it as well so yeah so that's what I've been reading what have you been reading this week so again like you this is me you've been in a reading slump back on something yeah that I read quite a while ago um now I'll probably read anything endorsed by Dolly Alderton and that was one of these ones That's I had a clue about it just <laughs> Dolly Alderton recommend it grant so uh, again sort of like chick chicklet but I would argue more in depth just because of the subject matter so mm-hmm. Let me read out um, what Goodreads had to say. So it's by Emma Gannon and it's her debut novel. Best oh, is author. it? And it's... Um, okay, so... Independent, adrift, anxious, loyal, kind, knows her own mind. Olive is many things... And it's okay that she's still figuring it all out, navigating her world without a compass. But life comes with expectations. There are choices to be made, boxes to tick, and sometimes stereotypes to fulfill. And when her best friend's lives start to branch away towards marriage and motherhood, leaving the path they've always followed together, Olive starts to question her choices. Because life, according to Olive, looks a bit different. Moving, memorable and a mirror for every woman at a crossroads, Olive has a little bit of all of us. Told with great warmth and nostalgia, this is a modern tale about the obstacle course of adulthood, milestone decisions and the taboo, in inverted commas, about choosing not to have children. All right, very interesting. I have Olive on my Kindle to read. I haven't read it yet. But so I'm interested to hear your review. Um, but yeah, no, it was like very widely, like, you know, reviewed and publicized and everything at the time. I remember it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was like, like I love books, like chest. I mean, chocolate, but anything like group of friends living in London. That's right up my street, you know. And yeah. then obviously the life choices all differing these four women and their different paths and what their struggles are I think it's almost like relatable in a sense that you know do you ever just like check yourself really and be like oh wow you know this is my problem but this Mm -hmm, is so mm -hmm. minor compared to that person's problem and look at what they're going through and 
you know, and they all have their fair share of problems um, in different ways. And I think it's just makes you think about like people's different personality types and what people value and what's important to people and Mm -hmm. what happiness means to people and all of that. And it is, if you think of any group of friends, how life gets in the way, you know, we're all adults, we're all living Mm -hmm. our own life. Um, And just like the different, you know, like certain people have different scenarios and different problems and how they all still have their relationship and their friendship through all of this. So I really enjoyed it. I thought the choosing not to have children thing was interesting. Um, yeah. Not something I've really seen in a book recently anyway. Because um, it's, it's interesting. I think they've recently changed the language around that as well. Because mm-hmm. people used, to, we would have used to have said, just because it was the language that everyone used, childless so yeah. they're childless is child childless free couple. now it's now child free mm-hmm. or child free by choice yeah <laughs> um, so which is fair enough enjoy your lives <laughs> that, and that comes into it a lot as well no it's really good i would recommend it i think um again easy to read like m- maybe not as easy to read for everyone depending on how close to home certain topics yeah, are yeah of course um, you yeah, know yeah. there it is about Content womenhood and, and and friendship and women approaching certain ages and um all of that so what have you been listening to this week Corey? so your favorite rachel um uh, murder mystery Oh, not again. <laughs> this is my last one. I am actually trying to move. Somebody to actually said to me, that I was like, because I was like, oh God, I need to think of what podcast I'm going to talk about. And somebody said to me, oh, it should be a murder mystery one. And I said, no, no, Corey does the murder mystery ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's my gig. Um, no, this is one. It's actually, it was, it's BBC. Um, my friend had recommended it to me. And now like she was in a bad way after listening to it, it is intense um, oh why but uh, definitely, again, definitely not me friend definitely not for you but for context like she was listening to it in the car in, in the dark on a long journey like by herself like I I just listened to it as I was like oh my god is your friend a masochist um, but anyway so it's called who killed Emma okay and the summary of it is a missing woman, a brutal killing and a world of sex, rape, lies and murder. After four years of investigation, journalist Sam Poling confronts the man she believes killed Emma. OK, uh-huh. so it's called Who Killed Emma? And it is an eight part series. And it's all voiced and narrated by this journalist, Sam Poling. And her producer is a lady called Mona McElinden. She features on it a little bit as well. And it's the story of, oh, sorry, Emma Caldwell, who Mm -hmm. was a 27-year-old prostitute in Scotland. And Mm -hmm. she was found killed in April 2005. So again, not a long, oh, okay. not a lifetime ago, do you know? Not uh, a lifetime ago, but like, like long enough ago that we w- it wouldn't be, wouldn't be on our radar. Like we would, we would have missed that in the news, probably. Yeah, definitely. And they they speak about this and how she was, I think, like the seventh 
um sex worker in Glasgow to be killed. It you know, over I, now a, that you're saying that I'm like that's actually very familiar. Over a certain span of time, yeah, uh huh, and she is. You know, she interviews Emma's mom and she interviews the former colleagues of Emma and former friends of Emma. And like it is harrowing. It definitely is. There are parts of it which are really tough to listen to. Um, and then they talk about how the case went in one direction with this sort of tunnel vision that this is what happened and this was how she died and these were the perpetrators and this is final or whatever and that got disproved basically or the evidence didn't hold up for that and then how there was this almost background character that was there um that had been on the police radar had been interviewed by the police had a few suspicions about him or a few things maybe suggesting he could potentially be involved um but your woman sam the journalist and the the podcast host she um gets in contact with this suspect he gets interviewed in one of the later episodes of the podcast and it's like wow like you hear from like his other victims is the only way to describe it i mean he's never been proven guilty in court he has been convicted of other crimes against women um but he has never been found guilty of this crime he like he would give you the heebie-jeebies listening to that interview of him and her and you know they you, you can hear her plan to meet up with them and they they arrange it and they have the room all set up a certain way and you know they're i don't know if she interviewed him on camera or what no she did sorry she interviewed him on camera and he was really grateful that she was giving him the time of day you know she was there to hear his story and he's never been violent against women and he would never lay a hand on her and he'd never been to that woods where she was found and he never knew her and he'd never you know um and then there was a guy there in the interview I can't remember his role. Was he a former policeman but had nothing to do with the case? Or he was helping Sam on the production of it. He was there anyway. And he, you actually, he says after the interview and after the suspect leaves and goes out, you can hear him on camera saying like, well, you can hear him on audio saying, mm-hmm. um, wow, like he was, he was probably very close to getting aggressive there. Like he was because and you can you can hear it like it's just like blatant denial like nope 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 no I didn't well 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 I did but but I didn't do that and uh, it's like scary that like and he's a free man still I'm pretty sure to this day um so yeah just really interesting I think the fact it was long enough ago like I don't remember ever hearing about it um mm. I don't know what we were young like I suppose and yeah, we were only, yeah, we would have been 13, like, yeah. as in, you know, I don't think, I have a sister who's, she's not 13, she's nearly, it was 12, 12 and a bit, um, and I don't think she'd be super aware of, like, uh, things like that, especially stuff like that, where it involves, like, kind of more adult um, situations right. and things, I don't think, it's, I don't even think it's on your radar, you know? And then it's just, like, when they say that, like, oh, he's, you know, he's still free, and, like, 
his girlfriend came with him to that interview and stuff and that's like that's actually insane um so definitely not something to listen to by yourself for <laughs> alone in the, dark in the car <laughs> um like I mean, it's just in daytime also don't listen to it late at night there were a few times i listened to episodes like at night and then just be playing back over your mind um yeah. but and plus then you then have to go to bed in the dark in, right on your own um, yeah yeah but if you're into murder mystery it's eight episodes not too long and they're like sometimes i think the a lot of murder mysteries are like one episodes per case sort of thing whereas this is like an ongoing case and it interviews lots of people who were involved i or... think i would prefer well i would prefer it when i see i can kind of watch those not not if it's graphic though but i can kind of watch those kind of things on netflix when it's a series but i wouldn't really want to watch like a two or three hour long one uh... thing i would rather want i'd rather watch like something be built out yeah you know um like i watch a few of those things but nothing nothing scary it's only when it's factual i wouldn't be able to watch it like if it was a recreation of something or whatever yeah um so as usual i am the complete opposite and (laughs) and i'm bringing you a podcast that i feel like i um i am a big sister to many um but i'm and Corey, you're also a big sister um and but i don't have a big sister and you similarly don't have a big sister so i feel like this is a good podcast for people that just like i feel like sometimes i just need someone to like tell me how to do things and also like like just be a reassuring like you know like oh it's fine that you didn't do that thing today you don't have to be productive all the time yeah sometimes I, need, I just need someone to tell me that yeah. um and I kind of stumbled upon this one so actually do you know why we always give out about the algorithm being like oh well I don't I only get fed the top podcasts I don't get fed the ones that are like kind of smaller and maybe uh, need more attention and whatever um so this one actually came up on Acast for some reason their algorithm I think has changed and kind of just sends you stuff that you, they think you'd be interested in which is pretty good um so this one is um the podcast is the Lazy Genius Collective podcast i think that's the name of the blog let me just make sure that i'm right about that i don't think i've heard of this so that's what i'm saying like it's i think it's a lesser known one um it's called the lazy genius podcast sorry i was like just making sure because i'm on the the website for the actual like where she posts all of her podcasts but basically um it's this lady in america she's an american lady and she posts and they're quite short they're not like super long podcasts like i listened to a few of them when i was like in the shower and stuff washing my hair okay no it's no it's fine it's uh, so right sorry guys we've had a little technical glitch this is now my third time <laughs> saying the same thing oh so no hopefully I'm not yeah so hopefully we're, we've caught it somewhere or the other but basically um the lazy genius podcast um is it's kind of I would say like if you are an oldest sister and you maybe don't have an oldest sister um to to kind of give you life advice and like reassure you that you don't always have to be productive um this is a a pretty good podcast for that so she's got like loads and loads of episodes um in fact she has 248 I'm just looking at them now um which is significantly more than us so fair play is it Um, US based or it's a US based so it's a US um like an American lady that does it um and um basically um she kind of talks through it's basically the late so I think the way it's described is that you can be a genius when you need to be and lazy when you can <laughs> like that kind All of thing about the balance. So, yeah so it's basically like so that you can do things effectively where needed and then also where you can kind of cut back um so one of the episodes that I listened to so the, the actual episodes are actually quite short and they're kind of like life hacky but also things just like simple like practical advice but you know it's it's good to have 
Hmm. Um, is so one of the episodes I sorry the one of the episodes that I listened to was the five essential mindsets for time management. Um, and I think like I think I have pretty decent time management. I have to for like the the um career that I work in and stuff like that as well. But I think I do, and I think we all do beat ourselves up about productivity and kind of thinking like, oh well, I didn't do. So the problem is a lot of time people don't realize. And I saw this thing on like LinkedIn months ago, where um it's like you know, if you put 20 things on your to-do list that day and you do five things and you're beating yourself up like, oh, I, I didn't do enough, I didn't do enough. Did you not do enough or did you put too much on your to-do list? Like, was that never achievable for you? Mm-hmm. Um, So I feel like th- these are the kind of like, the podcast for example the episode I one of the episodes I listened to was the five essential mindsets for time management and one of the things she said that really struck with me because I'm terrible for like okay so I have my journal and I have like these apps on my phone I have this that and the other that are going to help me be like super productive I'm going to use every minute of this entire day to get everything done mm-hmm. and she was like look it's all and good having those apps all and good having those diaries and the journals and the to-do lists and all of that stuff she's like unless you're going to use them unless they work for you they're absolutely no addition Mm-hmm. Like you need to have the system in place. The system has to work for you in order to be actually able to be productive. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. Cause I'm like, I would be like, oh, you know, like I'd see journal and I have a brilliant journal. The journal I have is fantastic and it works really well for the way that I work and the way my brain works and things like that. Yeah. But like I'll see journals advertising Instagram and stuff and I'll be like, oh, I need that one as well. Like it'd be like a cleaning uh, journal. I'm like, oh, I need that one because that will help me clean. And I was like, no, it won't, Rachel. <laughs> like, mm. like you need to actually want to do it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So it, as I said, it's called the Lazy Genius Podcast. It's got loads. So she's got loads of episodes. As I said, like she's got episodes on meal planning. She's got um one of the more recent ones. What I learned in my fortieth year, which is um like interesting. It would be interesting, I think for the likes of us that are kind of going into our 30th year to see um because somebody told me recently they're like oh see once you hit your 30s you'd like literally as much as like you think already compared to your 20s that you don't care so much what other people think blah 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 once you actually hit 30 and you go into your 30s you literally don't care anymore and oh, it just goes down can't wait for that side can't wait <laughs> i just have to wait like three weeks and <laughs> i will let you know <laughs> um so yeah um so there's stuff like that then she's got like things about like um you know the holidays like getting your house and things ready I suppose for Christmas um how to get stuff done when you don't feel like it things like that and it's just like and it's like gentle nudging it's not like yeah. anyone's scolding you or anything like that but I quite enjoyed it and it was nice to get um you know to get uh, a podcast that's a slightly less known one recommended yeah. because it's it's hard like I think the problem is like the, al- like the algorithm only feeds you the popular podcast and like I don't I want to support the smaller podcast like I know we put a lot of work into this I know that the bigger podcasts as much as obviously they are fantastic and we recommend them all the time so fair enough but keep in mind they have a whole production team like it's just us two (laughs) and we literally like record edit process posts like do all of that ourselves and do all of our like own marketing and our like we didn't we outsourced the jingle but we had to hire someone to do that like so and I'm not trying to be like we whinge about it like I don't mean that but I just mean it's nice to support the smaller podcast and it's just a shame that the bigger podcasting platforms don't necessarily like they don't push the smaller creators so um but yeah, so that is what I was listening to this week. So um I think we can move on to our we do our throwback first. Yeah, let's do the throwback first. Yeah. So our throwback this week um is basically what lies did your parents tell you when you were little that you fully believed until like probably either adulthood or till you were a teenager, you know, that kind of thing of like, oh that mm-hmm. wasn't true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so for me I've jotted down a few the first I thought, and it's actually in bold on my phone, um, 
it's spicy you wouldn't like it (laughs) (laughs) but we sussed so obviously like I have absolutely rakes of brothers and sisters and we sussed that one out very quickly for once you're a big sister that you're like so you'd be like eating a tub of Ben Jerry's and you're like it's my tub of Ben Jerry's and then they'd be like oh can I have ice cream you're like oh no it's spicy or oh no there's <laughs> alcohol in it <laughs> oh there's alcohol in it I don't know but also like I'm not being funny but like there's freaking because the thing is you give one of them like a wee spoonful of ice cream they all want a spoonful and you don't mm. know ice cream left so you, you had to it was every man for himself in a big family um so that was one of mine what about you Corey? my one the first one that comes to mind is like my mom used to tell me because obviously I, I didn't even have long hair actually but I must have really liked having my hair down all the time probably yeah. to cover the ears let's be real but oh, my mom stop. used to tell me that if you tie your hair up if you wear your hair in a bobble and a ponytail it'll grow uh-huh. faster oh right okay that's that's a right I've never heard that one before that's no, so I think that was something that she made up off the top of her head I believe that I used to always like Okay, right, fair enough. I'll tie my hair back because I want to have long hair. So, oh no, isn't that awful? <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> Actually, evil. It's just whatever is easiest, I suppose, for parents. Which we'll she used to be this. like, it was like rat's tails. It was so tatty. Blah blah blah. And I'd yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. No, I want to wear my hair down. Um, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we both got the light on in the car one. So if you put the the big the big light on in the car, like the the center light, that it would crash the car, and it's also illegal, and the guards would pull you over. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I will say this. I've noticed as a driver when someone is taking snapchats in the back seat with their flash on it is really yeah, yeah. annoying distracting but no more so than when people you know when people have their um and it's not even the big lights you know the what do you call them i'm this is how good a driver i am you know the one that comes on on your dash the blue the blue one the big light your full like beams. when you're driving the full beams yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like a mechanic or something the full beam full beams is that yeah <laughs> um so um, on those ones it's not even necessarily when they're on that set and it's when they're some people have these newer cars led lights new, the led mm. lights and they blind the life out of me like i i every time i see them I coming, know. they're just I and, like, right and i would down. say yeah i slow right down to and then they're probably cross at me for doing that but uh, you can't um, win like what else am i supposed win, to do? i can't go flying into like, this blinding light so bright yeah. especially when it's like full light if you drive a normal car and it's the the, the full beams or not the full beam, sorry, the, the LED lights, and they're in like a higher, like a, a Jeep or a, mm-hmm. and they're like right in your, it's like, oh, Jesus, level. whichever. And then they're like tailgating you too. So and it sounds like I'm like a slow driver or something. I'm not, like I drive at the speed limit, like no bother. But like, I mean, maybe stop lying to me. Okay, thanks. Uh, so, for sure. Um, sorry, we went off on a tangent there. But um, so this is a random one. So, you know, people say like, oh, um, if you cross your eyes, they'll stay that way, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so my mother told me, we used to do this like when I was younger I did a lot of like obviously theatre stuff so I did a lot of dancing and singing and things like that and one of the things we used to do is like you'd like lie down you know like um what was it cha-cha slide how low mm-hmm. can you go that yeah. one and you go down really low and like what you could do is you put your obviously your legs out to either side hopefully people know what I'm talking about here so you put your legs out to either side and you can go flat on your back now I don't know whether I could do it now <laughs> you know what I'm talking about uh-huh. and I used to do it all the time at home like just like you know dancing or like even just like sitting on the ground showing off and my mother told me she was like oh no I knew a girl who did that and her knees burst through her skin <laughs> <laughs> right so 
but like as in right so like her as in she told me and and maybe she'll swear that this actually did happen I don't think I don't think like biologically it could so like basically she said that like like the bones in her knee like not obviously your knee isn't a bonus cartilage but you know like the bones like burst through her skin from her like doing that now I don't think that's true <laughs> I, think I haven't, I haven't actually verified that but I'm pretty uh, sure it's not true we need a scientist or a doctor to confirm no, yeah I must actually check my brother's doctor I me. feel like that's not um, <laughs> so yeah that was one and then have you another one I have another one really I just remember this, that it's like um my mom would like ask me something or I would say something and she'd be like mm, put out your tongue so if you were telling a lie, there'd be oh, a big black mark. Oh, if you're telling a lie, it's black. Uh, yeah, like yeah, black yeah, mark on yeah, your yeah. Or like mummies and daddies can always tell when you're lying. Uh, so you have to tell me the truth because mummies and daddies can always tell. And obviously they can tell because obviously when you're a kid, you can't, you can't lie. For lie. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I still can't lie. So <laughs> I mean, say um, yeah. um, but um, yeah, no, that's funny. I've heard that one before. Um, and the same with like crust to make your hair curly. Do you remember? No? no. So black crust, you know, the dark crust on bread. Or Aye. crust in general, but any crust will make your make your hair curly. And obviously for boys, it's put hair on your chest. Um, right, right. But obviously I have, like, as you can see, stupidly wild hair. And I always have, like, I've, I had the same hair when I was little, but on a tiny head. So you can imagine <laughs> it was just mental. So I was like, well, then I'm not eating them. So Aww. I used to, that actually put me off crusts because I was like, well, I don't, I want smooth. I don't want curly hair. <laughs> like, <Aww. laughs> but um, yeah, no, the last one I have is, it wasn't actually something my parents told me. It was something that a teacher told me. And literally I didn't know it wasn't true until like very recently, like as in, in the last five years. And like, it was only, it was, and Connor laughed so much. So my husband corrected me on this one because I genuinely believed it. Were you like so, saying it to him as if it was fact or something? And he was yes. like, what yeah, the yeah. hell? And then he was like, you're an imbecile. Um, so also for context, my husband has a, his, his background was in aerospace. So he, he knows about helicopters and airplanes and things like that. And I, I don't, because obviously why would I? So we had the Olympic, what was it? twenty? No, it couldn't have been. It was when I was really young. The Olympic torch came to our... Uh, do you remember this? Uh, so they came to our town or whatever. And we were like in primary school. I can't remember what age. Like, I think I was like maybe bigger, like 10 or 11. I don't think I was very small. I can't... I need to fact check myself on that one. I don't know. But um, so we all went down to um the local kind of... There's like this like park or whatever down in where I'm from um and we were like sitting there's like a hill there and they were landing the helicopter there right and it must have been the only place you could land a helicopter in the town I'm from because like obviously there's not like loads of helicopter landing pads there so they were coming in this helicopter for whatever reason I don't know whether it was just for like show or what the crack was they're coming in this helicopter with the olympic torch or there was olympians coming in the helicopter and they were like um guys you have to sit back way 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 back on the grass now retrospectively now knowing what I know it was because they didn't want us to obviously be too close to the helicopter because that's dangerous Mm -hmm. but what happened was they said to us that the helicopter landed on the grass and obviously when a teacher tells you something you literally believe it Uh, the helicopter right 100% like the teacher told me it's fact the helicopter landing on the grass will make the worms come out of the ground because like the pressure or the like of the helicopter pushes the helicopter pressure the air pressure pushes the worms out and I mean to me if you told me that now and I'm 30 like well I'm nearly 30 I'd be like yeah fair enough that adds up 
No? I don't know, no. Right, so I 100% believed it, didn't didn't question it. I was like, oh yeah, helicopters will make worms come out of the ground. So then later, like much later, 20 years later, I'm sitting with my now husband at the time. I think we were just boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever. And we were watching um, Don't Tell the Bride. And um, they had a helicopter, you know, the bride was coming in by helicopter, blah, blah, And uh, what was it that we were saying? Oh, it was like the helicopter's going off. And like, she's got her heels and her dress on. And Connor says, oh, you know, she'll not want to go because of her heels and her dress. Like, they'll get ruined in the muddy field because there's helicopters in the middle of the field. And I went, yeah, and the worms. (laughs) (laughs) And he went, sorry, what was that? And I was like, yeah, the worms. The worms will be up. <laughs> oh, the like, worms will be crawling what over are them. you talking oh, about? So I had to explain the whole story to him. He laughed his arse off. He was like, how did you believe that? That's yeah. so funny. So like, even now, if you mentioned him about the worms, he really laughs. Like, he thinks it's the funniest thing that I believed it. And I believed it for so long. Like, I was 25 years old being like, yeah, the worms, Connor, the worms. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's a hit. That's an absolute hit. So, yeah. So finally, moving on to our topic of the week, as we feel that I think a lot of people particularly, well, I think in, in it's been different, obviously, all over the UK, but in Northern Ireland and Ireland in the last number of weeks, restrictions have lifted um, enough so that people can safely return to office. So a lot of companies are either mandating, which I hope not too many are, um, or encouraging their employees to come back to the office. Um in either a hybrid model or you know full-time which um I don't think there's too many I don't know I don't know the, the landscape out there but I don't think there's too many going back full-time but I think a lot of people are going back hybrid so a little bit in the office and a little bit not um and you know we've returned to office so um both of us so we are going to have a wee chat about back to office small talk <laughs> so um yeah so what have you been experiencing I was making fun of the parents today the most I think because it's really funny do you ever notice this and I mean this in like the most because people who have kids like fair play to you like you've sacrificed your life to to mind those children so like that's fair enough but like it's so funny how every time you mention if you mention your sleep at all to people who have children they're like like if you're like oh I got no sleep last night like only got three hours <gasps> three hours you're lucky. I don't uh-huh. get three hours. I have children. <laughs> or you're like, oh, you know, I had to, I wanted to miss the traffic this morning. So I got up at six. Six? That's a lie-in for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's always like competition. You're like, okay, I get it. You have children. <laughs> uh, right now. For the most part, you probably chose to have them. So. Exactly. <laughs> what about no, you, Corey? I just find like a few encounters where it's like, Okay, yeah, how are you? I all good, how are you? I all good. Yeah, yeah. And it's like like people that you might know. I have nothing else to say to years, you. And it's uh-huh. like, how, how are you? Or what's the crack? Not how much. I good, how are you? I that's it. Right. See, look, like, and you forget. <laughs> like, yeah. Literally, you forget. Because, like, you're so, like, well, I'm so used to, like, not speaking to anyone during the day, whereas now it's like, oh, yeah, and what are you doing at the weekend? And, oh, are you doing anything nice tonight? Or did you do anything last night? Like, you forget about basic mm-hmm. office etiquette, I think. Mm-hmm, um, and then just, I feel like a lot of people are on, like, health and fitness hype, new year, new year. Right. So I guess that people are, and I respect that. 
but and luckily I'm and I think like I do understand that because I would be of the opinion when people are being annoying like as in I get that everybody has their own agendas in life but like when people are being annoying it's like take a day off guys it's lunchtime like calm down it's fine mm. but I do get a little bit wind up like it, it I know it triggers me is what it actually is when people are it's the language around it and we do need to move away like as a society in my opinion from like so if like somebody's eating a salad you're not compelled to say oh you being good <laughs> no they're not being good they're eating a salad they felt like eating a salad we don't need to comment on how good they are and you know value their goodness based on whether they're having a salad or not um and then the other day I actually now to be fair I get myself in trouble because I just never shut my mouth Corey you know this <laughs> um and like you guys all know this now at this stage we're what 14 like in, like inclusive of both series 14 episodes in you know I don't mm-hmm. shut up I'm my not my C but it's like like Lucy Lou slips um <laughs> The other day, one of the boys, so one of the boys is training and he actually listens to the podcast. Hi, Jimmy G. Um, but he, um, so he is training for the marathon. So he's, he's working out a lot and like, you know, running and training or whatever. And one of the boys said to him, oh, you're looking very trim, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then somebody else said it as well. I think somebody's jokingly said like, oh, I didn't even notice you, ch- you lost weight or whatever, uh. you know, as a joke kind of thing. And then I said, Jimmy G, to be honest, like, I just love your personality. So I wouldn't notice if you lost or gained weight because that's not of value to me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm trying to shut down the diet talk and the, you know, like we don't. And it's like, because the thing is, you don't know. And obviously we know that he is like training for a marathon. So like, fair enough. But for the most part, we don't know when people lose weight that they necessarily wanted to lose weight or whether it could be stress, it could be illness, it could be a number of things. And by commenting on it in a positive light when you never would about somebody gaining weight, yeah, because um, that's not something we do in this society. Um, I just don't know. It doesn't sit well with me, and it's only because I myself have educated myself on that in the last while. So I suppose I'm very conscious of it, and I don't expect anybody else to be. You know, that thing of like being angry or upset at people for not being as woke as you does not make you woke. <laughs> um, right. It's that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I'm trying not to be a dick about it, but there is also. Oh, am I gonna have to be by? I'll probably be by. I'm going to yeah. have three beeps in a row there. Um, <laughs> but like, um, I think it's just shutting it down, shutting down conversations that you're not super comfortable with or like that are, that are maybe triggering you or upsetting you by saying things like, oh no, not like I, you know, like if somebody says, oh, oh, you've lost a little weight. Well done, blah, blah. No, no, I wouldn't know Aww. if I did. I don't weigh myself move on with the conversation you don't uh, have to be like you don't have to be like um actually that's a very unhealthy narrative <laughs> no no of course but it is no I think it is something to be conscious of yeah and you know um a podcast that I was listening to and I didn't want to recommend it this week because I've already actually recommended the series so I didn't want to um recommend a specific episode because that was definitely lazy um I recommended I think it was on maybe the first episode of this this new series of our podcast I recommended should I delete that oh yeah yeah and they recently as in the most recent episode they had Dr. Joshua Walrich on have you heard yes, of him before I yes. follow him yes so they had him on talking exactly about this and he's about the very like no bullshit yes anti-fat shaming anti-weight yeah. talk exactly yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah I might actually even listen to his book because um I'm not great with non-fiction I have to listen rather than read because I get I get bored. It reminds me of school. Um, so I might listen to his book because it sounds good. But um, he was on. It's a really good episode, guys. If you did want to like 
educate yourself on that or whatever I'm not trying to force any beliefs on anyone or anything but I do think it's a helpful thing to learn about especially when there's people in the workplace you don't know that people haven't suffered before with eating disorders or disordered eating patterns and things like that so um I just think it's like it'd be great if as a society we all started moving forward on this issue because we're so in some ways such a like so careful about our language about certain things and as we should be I don't disagree with that like obviously people are much more aware of like gender issues and you know what's considered banter in the workplace mm-hmm. compared to what used to be considered banter in the workplace mm-hmm. I'm not saying specifically about gender I mean in general yeah. um things like that and like about you know different things like you would never really comment maybe on as I said you would never comment on somebody gaining weight anymore yeah. I think people would have used to have done that but not any, like that would not be a thing that you would do so I just don't think those are the kind of things that um okay, sorry I got very heavy on that conversation but <laughs> it, it annoyed me this week so um I was not loving that at all um but yeah so no definitely the diet and health and fitness chat in moderation and when we're careful about our language I totally appreciate it but otherwise oh also a lot of coffee chat holy moly people love oh, talking yeah. about coffee oh yeah people do <laughs> people love talking about people coffee do. like as in it's funny is that a because... flight wa- uh, flat white oat milk sugar-free caramel syrup yeah, yeah. Like, Can I just have a or like oh I had these lovely beans the other day from blah 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 like, oh people love coffee like <laughs> Yeah. And I'm just like, I just don't, I don't drink coffee. So that's why I don't know anything about it. Um, and then people tell you, you know, oh, no, I had a really good blend from blah, blah. Or I had like, oh, do you know when they use the Colombian blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, the roast. Oh, I like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not my gig. Um, and also then I would say there's been chat as well about um, music and things like that, that I feel like age ages me in a way that like as in it's my own fault but like do you know who Dave is do you know who this who I don't believe his full name's David I think he goes by Dave uh like grime rapper mm, mm, yeah no who uh, no of him what couldn't uh, I well, just wouldn't know anything about him at all I've <laughs> he said to me because one of the boys is the same boy that's training for the marathon actually this whole episode is dedicated to <laughs> um, was a way to see Dave um, I was like, oh, is this a friend of yours? Oh. <laughs> I'm 102 it. years old. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we went to see Dave. Who, like, I didn't have a clue. But there you go, Dave. That's funny. So, Rachel, what are you looking forward to reviewing next time? So, I'm actually looking forward to um, reviewing a book that I had bought and I didn't read. So, uh, as I said, Reading Slump, we're on it now, it's fine. Um, I had purchased it as part of the, sorry, you're going to hear clicking on this audio, it's my fault. It's usually I had my fault, per- so. <laughs> <laughs> Normally it's Corey, to be honest, but it, this time it's me. And I had purchased it as part of um, Pandora Sykes' new book club. Pandora's books like Pandora's box Pandora's books so I purchased it actually um from Book Paper Scissors which is an independent bookstore in Belfast as opposed to ordering it through the book club um but you can still register and just join the book club and just join the events and things like that um on its fan events so f-a-n-e we'll mention it down in the show notes anyway um but I, I had bought the book for the February read which is Brown Girls by Daphne Palassi Andreads I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly um and basically the the summary is it's a blazingly original debut novel about a group of friends and their immigrant families from Queens in New York a tenderly observed fiercely poetic love letter to a modern generation of brown girls 
Um, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to, I, I didn't read it in February. Um, I'm now going to read it in March and then I'm going to review it hopefully in our next podcast and hopefully maybe review the experience of joining the Pandora Sykes book club. Um, because I'll also go on and watch the event and stuff that goes alongside it. So yeah. So what about you? What have you been looking forward to? Um, I'm in the middle of watching and I'm hoping to watch more of it this weekend. It's BBC iPlayer. So down south problems um this is going to hurt hashtag cross-border problems literally <laughs> um so that is the series based on adam k's book um oh. of his experience working oh. for the nhs and i've been watching i've watched like three is it three episodes that have been out so far i've watched whatever's been out i was um, gonna say have you not found it very graphic a lot darker than the book yeah um, yeah. I love the but book. Look, we'll have a chat about it. I don't want, no spoilers. We'll have a chat about it next week. Yeah. But I did, I watched, I think I watched two, maybe three episodes as well. Um, mm. And maybe I'll watch the rest then, or at least I'll try <laughs> um, to watch the rest. And we'll, um, we can get a, a proper chat about it. Um, so I think Perfect. that's everything from us this week. Um, thank you so much for listening as always. Um, I'm sorry for a few, we had a few audio. Like, look, we're not a whole team. We talked about it. It's fine. It's all good. Um, and we'll be back. <laughs> here hopefully in two weeks um and hopefully we're back i'm just speaking to future me here we're back on schedule i hope rachel i hope you've done all your editing <laughs> we will be um but yeah we'll get a catch up then thank you so much for listening bye bye